just as I am. Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And Welcome back. In this episode, I'd like to answer the question, how can a loving God send someone to hell? Christians say that God is love, but Christians also believe that God condemns people to hell. How can a loving God send people to hell? To start, I want to just simply ask the question, how does God feel about sin and the sinner who will not repent? We're told in the first epistle of John that God is light. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, the apostle John writes, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live according to the truth. Now in John's language, light represents truth and righteousness. Darkness, as a contrast, represents deceit and sin. And you can look at verses 7 through 10 on your own to see that this is the the symbolism he's setting up. John's point in this passage is light and darkness do not mix. God cannot have fellowship with either sin or the sinner who will not repent. So God is light. He cannot be associated with darkness. He does not associate with sin, and he does not associate with sinners who do not repent. But God also loves the world. This is the message of John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Now, again, in John's language, the world represents all of humanity. And according to Jesus, the world should be condemned because of sin. But God, out of love, chose to save the world through Jesus. So even though God is holy, even though he cannot be associated with sin, out of his love, he chose to save the world. Now, the world, humanity, prefers darkness as Jesus goes on to tell Nicodemus in verse number 19. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So God is light, He is holy, He cannot be associated with sin, but we as a race, as the human race, prefer darkness. We would rather live in sin. Of course, this is speaking in generalities. So God is holy, He loves the world, he wants to save the world, but the world in general wants to stay in darkness. Now, one final thing to say about how God feels about sin and about sinners. It's crucial to point out that God takes no pleasure in the death of sinners. Back in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel, 
the prophet Ezekiel is told to say this to the children of Israel. Thus you have said, Our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? So God finds no pleasure in the death of sinners. God would prefer sinners to repent, as he says, turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. As I said before, this is a crucial point. God wants us to live. He calls us to turn away from sin. Out of love, he offered his son to atone for our sins. So how does God feel about sin and sinners? Well, God is light. He cannot associate with darkness, but he loves the world in spite of the darkness that we prefer. And he wants us to live. And he does not rejoice when a sinner dies in his or her sins. So as I answer the question, how can a loving God condemn people to hell? It's also important for us to remember that hell was created out of God's need for justice. When we are deeply offended or we see others as victims, we desire justice. Now, some people might call this vengeance, and in some cases it is vengeance. But it's also true that we are wired to want wrongs righted, to seek appropriate justice for offenses. This is something that is just wired into us. It's a part of us. Now, why should we expect God, in whose image we are made, to be any different? If we feel a need for justice when wronged, is it not reasonable to see God's need for justice? So beginning at that point, I I think we can begin to see why hell is necessary. It's necessary in order to fulfill God's need for justice. And it's also important to bear in mind that the original intent of hell was to punish the devil and his angels. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, Jesus is telling us about the day of judgment. And he says in that verse, Then he will say to those at his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, the details about the rebellion of Satan and his angels are are not forthcoming. We know they rebelled against God, and we know they were summarily punished for their rebellion. And unfortunately, those who refuse to submit to God in this world will be punished alongside the devil and his angels. This is another crucial point to consider. Hell was created to execute God's justice toward those who have wronged him, beginning with the devil and his angels and continuing to the rest of his creation. Now, it may be difficult to reconcile the idea of God's justice residing alongside of his love, but his justice is as much a part of his character as his love is. And I would argue that God's need for justice does not run counter to his love. In fact, it is an integrated part of his character. In Romans chapter 11, verse 22, the Apostle Paul invites us to note the kindness and severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, 
but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness, otherwise you will be cut off. Now, in this passage, Paul makes it clear that God's kindness saves us, and we should be thankful for it and remain in his good graces. But he also warns us, specifically Gentile Christians, we should note how God judged the unfaithful among his chosen people, and beware, we should not take his kindness for granted. The virtues of God that lead to our salvation, his kindness and love, work together or work alongside his need for justice. So I don't see hell as contrary to the nature of God. There is more to God's character than love, and one important piece is his need for justice. And it's God's need for justice which explains how a loving God can send people to hell. One last thing I'd like for you to think about. How do you define love? Sometimes we do things which appear unloving on the surface, but are, in actuality, the epitome of love. Maybe we have a friend who's about to make a very foolish decision that will cause harm to either our friend or to other people, and we choose to speak to them to speak to them in very candid and, and truthful terms, warning them about what this might do to them or to others. Is that an unloving act? No. It might sound harsh, as we're being forthright with them, but is it unloving? No. Or say you have a teenager whose homework habits will lead them to get a very bad grade in a class, and you warn them, you urge them, do your homework, turn it in so that you can be prepared to take tests so you get good grades. But they don't listen to your warnings. They disregard them. They ignore them. And you decide, well, they'll get the grade that they earn. Now, some people would say, well, that's not a very loving thing to do. You ought to step in and intervene and push them and make them do their homework. Well, sometimes it's best to learn from failure. Stepping back may appear to be an unloving thing, but in fact it could, quite frankly, be loving. Not everything that appears unloving is in fact unloving, and some things which appear to be loving are in fact unloving. So if God warns me about the potential consequences for my actions, is He unloving to do so? It depends on how you define love. Perhaps him warning me about these consequences is the very epitome of love. What we really want from God is tolerance. Perhaps it would be better to say that God is tolerant rather than God is love. And by tolerant, I mean that God will let me do whatever I want to do with no consequences. C.S. Lewis observed this some 80 years ago at this point. He said, what we really want is a grandfather in heaven, a benevolent, senile God who lets us do whatever we want. But this is not loving. Tolerance is not necessarily love. In fact, Paul, in his definition of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 6, says, love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in the truth. When we want God to be tolerant, we are asking him to rejoice in iniquity. Is that love? And one other thing to think about. If God has told me what offends him, and I choose 
something that offends him. I choose to do something that offends him. Do I love God? As I draw this to a close, let me leave you with a few key ideas. God cannot be associated with sin, yet he loves us and he's grieved when sinners die in their sins. God created hell out of his need for justice, a sense that we all can relate to. His need for justice does not run counter to his love. It's an integrated part of his character. God is love and God is just. We need to be very careful how we define love and how we judge whether or not an act or a person is unloving. Finally, let's remember one key idea. He's God. He made the universe. And because he made the universe, he makes the rules. And so he calls us to submit, to obey. And if we choose not to, he's told us exactly what the consequences will be. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,